0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Today I'm going to share with you an easy, relatively low risk, but still maybe a little bit scary way for you to practice and increase your executive presence. Even if things go horribly wrong, there should be no permanent damage to your career. Nothing that you wouldn't have done on your own anyway, so I don't think this advice or this suggestion is going to uh, make you miraculously do something that you haven't been doing already. Um, There's one area where you can really see people who have great executive presence and it's just like night and day. And that area is asking a question in front of like a ton of people, like a really large crowd. So a lot of companies, they have these town halls or get-togethers where it's pretty much the whole company's there in in one big room. This is pre-COVID. And, you know, the CEO or, you know, the partners are there. And it's intimidating, right, to like stand up and ask a question in front of hundreds of your peers? What if you forget what you're gonna ask? What if you misspeak? What if you forget your name? What if you forget your question and you're just standing there and you're like, ah, 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 right? So it's definitely an area where if you can master this you will distinguish yourself as having more executive presence, much more than pretty much everyone else in the room who's scared to ask a question. Several years ago I really challenged myself to do this because um, I'm actually more of an introvert. I love public speaking. I love training people. But at heart, I'm really an introvert. And if I'm not really engaged in something, I just kind of want to be left alone. I'm not really trying to talk all the time with lots of other people. So I really challenged myself. And I noticed, before I went in and started doing it, I noticed that the people who ask really great great questions, they do a few things that are subtle but very effective and they're different. They're not just standing up there and asking a question. And I started to take notes on this because, you know, I was really scared to do this myself and I wanted to make sure I did a good job. So I'm going to give you a few tips that you can integrate and practice when you ask a question. Start in a smaller group if a a huge group um, is a little bit too intimidating. And you'll notice that you get a lot of mileage for implementing just these kind of little things that in hindsight seem obvious, but most people don't actually stop to do this. So tip number one, address the presenter by their name, right? What is sweeter to someone's ears than the sound of their own name, right? People love that. So when you ask the question, The presenters, you know, the the person who's up there that you're asking the question, they're giving of their time and energy and, and, you know, they're up there on the high wire by themselves. Isn't it nice for them to really feel like you care about them and that you acknowledge them by saying their name? So that's number one. Number two, mention your own name, right? You're up there asking a question in front of all these people you should get credit for doing that. You don't want people to wonder like, wow, that was a really great question. Who was that person who's five foot six medium build with the same lanyard and pass that everyone else has and, you know, relatively conservatively cut hair in a polo, right? Like no one's going to know who you are necessarily. So if you're going to go through all the trouble and the bravery of asking a great question and showing interest, Give yourself a little credit and personal branding and mention your own name. This third step is optional, but I find it's kind of nice to connect with the speaker as you ask the question. Pay them a compliment, right? Generally, when you're asking a question, it's because you were really impressed by the speaker and they said something that you really liked or that resonated with you. Just take a sentence and just mention it. Be sincere and say, hey, I really liked When you talked about this or how you did that. People can smell fakeness a mile away. So this is optional. If there isn't anything really that comes to you, you can just skip this step. The fourth tip is frame your question with the why. Right? This isn't a gotcha situation. People shouldn't have to intuit why you're asking a question. And though the question is clear to you why you're asking it, guess what? It's not clear to anybody else. No one else is in your head, right? So it really helps to frame the question with the why you're asking it. So this seemingly random question, which can be unsettling to the presenter, because if they have like three or four ways that they're thinking they might interpret or answer it, that's kind of stressful for them because they don't have a lot of time. They, they want to give you a good answer and be helpful right? So let me give you some examples of how this might look, right? So here's sort of good, but, you know, not really great. So let's pretend it's Bob, and, you know, he picks you to ask a question, and you say something like, what do you do when you don't know who to trust, right? Bob says, please ask your question. You stand up, and you say, boom, you just assault him with the question. What do you do when you don't know who to trust, How would you feel if someone all of a sudden just dropped that on you, right? So kudos for asking the question. However, you can do a little bit better. So imagine you say this instead. Hi, Bob. Right, you mentioned his name. Thanks so much for taking the time to present to us. Right, a little bit of a compliment or appreciation. My name is, insert your name, and I was wondering what your advice would be or someone who finds themselves in a business situation where they don't know who to trust, right? Think about if you're Bob, that you're much better able to answer this question and you're giving them a little bit of time to really absorb the question and and think of what they're going to say. Here's a last example, which I'll give as as a best example. And this is the one where I've seen people ask questions like this and I'm like, wow, what a great, question. I love the way that guy or gal asked the question. So here we go. Hi Bob. I really enjoyed your creative use of video. My name is Joe Kwan and a large part of success in my field depends on figuring out who to trust in a short amount of time. Going back to your Game of Thrones analogy, if you were in Cersei's shoes and didn't know who to trust, how would you approach that in a business setting? Right? So, see how you've asked a little bit more of an interesting question, you've mentioned their name, you've given yourself credit, and you asked the why because it's your business, and you you know you gave them a little bit of love by using their language and mentioning something that you really enjoyed that they did in their presentation. So give it a try. I I promise it it, it shouldn't debilitate your career any worse than what you're already doing by you asking a question and giving yourself some credit and being the brave person to ask not everyone else in the crowd just sitting back and last bonus boss tip the best way to do this is to go first don't give yourself a chance to hesitate Don't give anyone else a chance to steal your question and then you awkwardly ask like the same exact question because you can't think of another question and they call on you anyway. Raise your hand as soon as it's ready for questions. Go first, ask your question, and then bask in the enhanced executive presence. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Ask yourself this question. What state of being creates tons of executive presence but seems like it wouldn't, right? It kind of seems on its face like the opposite of executive presence. But in actuality, it actually releases and enables tons of executive presence. What state of being would you say that is? I'll give you a clue. It starts with an S. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.